and welcome to Family History Modernized, the podcast, where my number one goal is to get you fired up about family history. Times have changed and family history isn't just for your grandma. You can sneak it into your everyday life and the blessings far outweigh any sacrifice, I promise. This podcast is all about connecting to your family, both past and present, and I am so glad that you're here. Kirsten Wright is a third-generation memory collector and recorder interested in preserving personalized memories using the latest technology of the time. She loves to record and interview her kids and family members of all ages with her app, Kid Chatteroo. She is a professional photographer of 15 years. She has been on Studio 5 and many other news outlets, sharing family fun tips and DIY craft ideas. She was a craft blogger for eight years and now just loves to create on her own. She spent 18 months alongside her cousins making a family heirloom cookbook for her 97-year-old grandma and loved every minute of it. She loves family history and all the happy feelings it brings. She is most proud to be a wife and mother to her four awesome kids. It was such a treat to talk with Kirsten and get a little bit more info on how she created this amazing family history cookbook. So I am really, really excited to present to you Kirsten Wright. Hey, Kirsten, thank you so much for coming on Family History Modernized today. It is such a treat to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So let's just jump right in. How did you come to love family history work? Um, okay. So I grew up in a family that was very focused on the kind of the preserving the stories part of family history. Mm-hmm. Um, so my grandpa was a broadcaster um, when oh. radio first came out. So he was one of the biggest broadcasters actually in Salt Lake. And his radio station reached a bunch of states. And um, he was always into recording. And he actually recorded my dad when he was little and his siblings. Oh, fun. Yeah. So they had like, they had one of the first, actually probably one of the very, very first tape recorders in their home um, in the whole Salt Lake Valley because it was part of his industry. So, wow. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. So he, I wish we could find, I'm sure if we dug around that we could find interviews of even my dad when he was little and he's like in his early 70s and, mm-hmm. um, and you know, be able to enjoy those. But my, my dad always interviewed us when we were little about just super silly things. And so I've always, 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 always been interested in preserving stories, either through pictures or um, words or video, or I don't know, it's just kind of how I grew up. And so I've carried that tradition on with my family. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I just, there's a neat, really neat and amazing spirit with family history in all of its facets. So that's kind of how it began for me. Awesome. I love that. What was your grandpa's name? His name was Alvin Pack. Okay. And he was one of the first broadcasters you said? Uh Well, he was one of the most popular, like he, he's in like the Utah Broadcasters Hall of Fame and um, he did some of the first dramatized commercials on radio and he got to interview lots of different famous people and I don't know that he just has a lot of neat history there so awesome yeah so I'm guessing that because of that it, this kind of influenced your app that you created a few years ago do you want to tell us a little bit about that and why you created it 
Yes. So it's called Kid Chatteroo and it came out in 2014, I believe. And it was a really fun project that um, it's as kind of, I wanted to take some fun questions, like the ability to ask your kids fun questions, but also the ability to record those mm-hmm. conversations. So kind of taking the same idea that my grandpa and my dad did and making it into an app that's usable, it has questions there. And also, like I said, the ability to record and then some other fun little features to go with it. So yeah, it's one of my kids' favorites to go in. They love, you know, decorating their little outfits and changing yes. their clothes on their yes. person. So a little puppet person of themselves. Yes. Uh-huh. It's great. Yeah, it's been fun. We've recorded some really funny things with my own kids. Is there something off the top of your head that you can remember that you are so glad that you have recorded? Oh yeah. Your kids one time, yeah, one time I recorded my daughter Quincy reading so it was it was actually not one of the questions but I just recorded it on there anyway Mm -hmm. she read she was like three years old and she had memorized Pinkalicious the book Uh uh-huh and so I recorded her reading it to my husband and it was oh I love that so so cute you forget how quickly their voices change and Mm -hmm. it's so sweet and also one time she was describing like a castle, like I asked her, what would your castle look like if you had a castle or a princess dress? And she's like, it would have jewels on it, like pink jewels and green jewels. And like, <laughs> so cute, her cute, cute, cute little voice. Oh, I love that. Yes. So that's awesome. Yeah. So anybody listening, if you haven't checked her app out yet, it's called Kid Chatteroo. And it's just an awesome little app where you can record your kids' voices and ask them questions. So I think it's a great resource. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. So what else do you do with your kids to get them involved in family history work or saving, you know, preserving memories? What, what do you do with your, with your own kids? So, um, besides the regular stuff of like, you know, making chat books or making videos of them, maybe, you know, interviews at different times. I like to do those Mm -hmm. Um, as far as like dipping into the past. I make sure um, to tell them stories about their um, ancestors, the ones that I know. And mostly, like, I love to share the stories of faith and um, mm. how they sacrificed to to have their faith or how they, you know, did what they did or different things that influenced their testimonies or just stories of hard work or um, I think... And I try to ask my mother-in-law, so my my husband's parents, the same thing about their parents. So it's not just one-sided. That's such a good idea. Like I see that a lot where it's, you know, if it's my grandparents, then I'm going to tell my kids a lot about my side, but I Mm -hmm. want them to know about their other side too. That's, um, right. That's half of their, half of their family. Right. And so like they saw me do, they've seen me do different projects and they know that I go to Roots Tech and also, we do, um, we just taught my, one of my sons how to get names to take. Oh, that's awesome. The temple for ordinance work in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So we just taught him how to do it. And it's, he's having fun finding those names. And Oh, that's great. How old is he? He is 12. I have a 12 and 13 year old boys and they are starting to do baptisms with family names. So it's going to be really a fun thing for them. So Mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. I love that. Do you have a specific ancestor that you'd like to tell us a little bit about today? Sure. And there's, I mean, it's really hard to choose, honestly. I mean, as we know, Uh every person that you learn about has this amazing life story and just so many Mm -hmm. little details about them. But um, the story that's probably one of my favorites is, and it's not a ancestor very far back but it's my grandpa who's not alive anymore his wife um, my grandma is still alive and she's she'll be 98 in November wow yeah she's pretty amazing and she um they have a really neat story about being um in Pearl Harbor when it was bombed so Mm. they were um is it 1941 I think it was that sounds right. I may be butchering that day, <laughs> but I know it was December 7th and um, I'm pretty sure it was 1941, but they were, my grandpa had served an LDS mission in Laie, Hawaii, mm-hmm. and he never came back from his mission. He just um, stayed there because there wasn't a ton of work back in Salt Lake where he was from. But there was a lot of work in Hawaii because they were preparing for a possible war. Mm. And so um, he worked on the dry docks. He, he, he had a brilliant engineering mind. And he um, just did a bunch of work. He wasn't in the military, but he just, there was a ton of work. And um, he was able to work like every day, all day. And wow. was able to earn money. And so that was really good. So at some point, my grandma came out and and came to visit him and they ended up getting married while they were, while she came out to visit, they got married in the Laie temple there. And that's awesome. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun story. And sorry, I guess I need to back up just a little. So before, so while he was working, so they had a baby and so their baby was about three weeks old and he had been working every day for nine months, like seven days a week. Um, because they were just trying to prepare for the possible war and wanted Hawaii mm. to be prepared. And uh-huh. so they, they, um, he, he could take one day off and he got this one Sunday off because it was my aunt's baby blessing. She was just little mm-hmm. and he had that day off and that was the day Pearl Harbor was bombed. Oh my goodness. Isn't that crazy? That is so crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy. And they lived like right above where it was bombed and they had all sorts of crazy things happen. Like he knew a lot of people that died there, but mm-hmm. um, he didn't die. He um, was at home or, you know, they were ready to go to a baby blessing and then they heard the things come over the radio saying that they were under attack. So oh my goodness. there's a lot of neat stories that have to do with that they had shrapnel almost hit them in the head that they, they had a bomb hit right behind their house and um so it's a really interesting story for my family even though that was a hard thing mm-hmm. to happen for hawaii so kind wow. of interesting family history so my grandma still can talk about it she remembers all the details and it's i bet yeah like a how how long did they live in Hawaii after that? I think they lived there for about six or seven years after it was bombed. Wow. So and kind of a last tidbit is my grandpa ended up designing the framework 
that ended up turning over one of the ships in the harbor, like turned it upside down, was able to pull it up because they, they couldn't find a way to get it out of the harbor. Oh, wow. So yeah, he's super brilliant. And anyhow, lots of That's awesome. stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I'm guessing that this is the same... This, these are the same grandparents that the grandma who you created this amazing recipe book with. Is that right? Yes, you're right. It is the same grandma. Okay, so I've seen your recipe book and it is just an amazing labor of love that you created. So I would love for you to tell us what exactly it involved. And I know it took a lot of time. So how did you make time for it? And what blessings did you see come from creating this family cookbook? Oh, it was the neatest experience that I didn't anticipate all the neat things that would happen from it. But so I was blogging with the crafting chicks at the time that I kind of started thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And after I was, I mean, I'd blogged with them for about eight years. And then I got to a point where I was like, I could be spending my time either making these blog posts, which I love to create, and that's really fun, but um, I really, really felt a draw to preserve my grandma's recipes, because she had so many that were, like, unwritten down, I mean, mm-hmm. down, however you say that, <laughs> they were not written down, and um, she... I don't know, I, don't, I just had a draw to do this, and... I ended up talking to my some of my cousins. They're like, well, let's let's make this happen. And kind of to our benefit, we had already um, had a grandma's luncheon for years. About once a month, we all gather mm-hmm. with my grandma. She would make a big pot of soup. And then we all bring like a side dish to share. And it's totally, it's like the second Tuesday of every month and we still do it. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, and it was so great because we all wanted, my cousins started it that are a little bit older than me because they wanted their kids to know their great-grandma. Mm-hmm. And so we were already meeting and we were already eating food all the time. So we, we started to gather the recipes. And then after we gathered those, which gathering them was a kind of a major undertaking because people had to go sit or go cook with grandma and mm, to right. figure out exactly how yes. she did it yes figure out how she did it she's like I don't know I just put a couple of sprinkle this and that and uh-huh. <laughs> so kind of funny she different cousins we all took turns like going to cook with her and kind of record some of these recipes and so at first it was just going to be like okay we're just going to have these recipes and we'll print it out it'll be great well then it kind of was this type of thing where it's like, well, I want to know where these recipes came from. Like, why do you make this or that? Why is everyone in the family these amazing cooks? My mom's a really good cook. Mm -hmm. I'm a so-so cook. Her sisters and my grandma, they're really, really great cooks. And they, they have these traditions, like none of us fight. All my cousins get along. It's just a really neat family dynamic. And Mm-hmm. I just started to wonder like, okay, well, where did these things come from? And the more I probed into like the different recipes, the more I was thinking that, okay, these need to be in the book too. And oh yeah. wait, we need pictures and oh wait, it needs to be cute. And <laughs> before we knew it, we, I think we ended up spending, I and mean, we didn't keep track, but I easily 1500 hours between all of us. Oh my goodness. It's probably more like 2000, but 
I have to say too that if you're making a cookbook, it doesn't have to be that intense. Right. Um, I'm a designer. A, I mean, a amateur designer. And so I was able to do the designing and I mean, really, that's not the important part, though. The important part is the recipes and the stories. It could have been written on loose leaf paper by hand, and it would have been just as valuable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I think the time that you spent with your grandma and your cousins working on that, I mean, I'm sure you made so many awesome memories together, so. Oh, yeah, like... Grandma just kept saying, she just kept saying, my life is really not that interesting. I don't know why you guys are making this book. Like she would laugh at us and we're like, Grandma, you're so funny. But then when we got it done and we started adding more and more stories, like, because I was like, wait, I'm not going to do another one of these books. So we got to have the Pearl Harbor story in there. We got to have the cabin. Oh, we got to have Grandma's testimony. Oh, we got to have, I mean, just little miracles happened here and there that really, um, I just were amazing. And my grandma, I actually just barely read the letter she wrote me when she mm. first saw it. Like she just sobbed. She was just like, Aww. I cannot believe you guys did this. And she just, it's, I know it will be a legacy for my kids and all we print ended up printing like 70 copies. That's and, amazing. Yeah. Just to our cousins and aunts and uncles and, it was just a really, I don't know, really neat experience. Really, really neat experience, actually. I feel like I got to know some of my ancestors really particularly and felt them very, very closely when I was working on it. So, mm-hmm. it Did a- your grandma know that you were going to be compiling this book throughout the process, or was it kind of a secret oh, to her? No, she knew because I, I had to interview. I, I have hours of interviews like voice memos on my phone where I interviewed uh-huh. her. Yeah, because I had to ask her where these came from and why did she do this or that? And where's a picture of her mom? Like, so there's just mm-hmm. neat stories in, that are included that wouldn't have been, I feel like wouldn't have been recorded. So yeah, I love that. And we had lots That's of amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> do you have a favorite dish in that book, in your cookbook? Probably, I think. My favorite dish is the rainbow jello. It's like the 10 layer jello. Oh yeah. And That's it awesome. takes a long time to make, but it, it was at like every family gathering. And now I bring it to Dave's family gatherings when we have Thanksgiving or Christmas and everyone expects uh-huh. that for me to bring it. So and the kids, yeah. everyone loves it. It's just fun and pretty and yeah. So that's probably my favorite dish. That is, I love the advice you gave to people that it doesn't have to be that big of a project, but it can be, you know, I think it just depends on what you personally like to do and you love designing and, and being with your grandma and interviewing her. So I think that there's so many ways we can customize projects to fit our needs, but I love, love what you've done. And sometimes I'm a little, I'm not embarrassed, but like (laughs) people's sometimes see I think it's intimidating to think like well I couldn't do that or I mean unless I hired a designer or compile that or you know do that much work but yeah like I said it that's not the part that matters at all like it's pretty and it's fun but yeah it's it's the memories behind it that matter the most 
Right. How long did you spend from start to finish on, on that book? It was 18 months. Okay. So a lot of hours packed into 18 months. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hours and it was like six months to design. So, okay. And somebody else, like my, luckily my cousin, Amy is, she was like an editor by trade. And so she was able to be like the brains behind kind of the left brain type of stuff where making sure all the recipes were right and making sure the, the punctuation was right. So she put them all mm-hmm. in like a word doc or like a, yeah, Word doc, and then I'd transfer the recipes into the design and um, kind of place everything, so. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Is there, do you have it somewhere online, like a blog post or something I could link to that other people could go and kind of see what you're talking about? Um, I don't, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah, I actually don't. Um, I'm okay. thinking that I need to share some stuff about it on my Instagram account. And just okay, well, you'll have to keep us posted because I've seen it in person and it is absolutely amazing. So I think that oh, it would so be really cute. inspiring for other people to see it as well. Well, if you want me to put it on your blog sometime, you guys have a blog, don't you? We we're also working on that. So, okay, well, if you get a blog, then maybe I'll put okay. it because I don't blog anymore. So, okay, awesome. So a couple more questions before you go. Have you ever felt like your contribution wasn't needed or necessary? You know what? It's funny. On the side of like the, like the, I think there's two parts in my brain for family history. There's like the, the memory recording, mm-hmm. picture gathering. There's that, the storytelling. And then there's the, like linking the chains together, like on family search and doing work for them and. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like on that side, I always felt like both sides of my family had tons of work done. And I, I, and it's kind of, it seemed complicated before I learned how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just telling you that I learned last night how to print out the cards and so we can do temple work for them. Um, and I learned some cool tricks that I'm like, this is so addicting and I can see how, I don't know. I can see how I was wrong, even though both sides of my family were heavily done. There's still Mm -hmm. stuff. There's always stuff to do. And on the other side, on the memory keeping side, I felt like I had a unique contribution because of my background. And so I felt a draw there. And it's kind of funny. I just found a, I just have in my, have in my possession a cookbook from my dad's side of the family that was handwritten by my grandma. So that might be my next project. Oh, wow. Isn't that funny? That's awesome. I know. I was just going to ask you if you have any other projects that you're working on. So that's a possible one right there. Yeah, that's a possible one. I have like 50 at all times that I'm like, yeah, do that or that or that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess the last question is we hear a lot in the church about the spirit of Elijah. And I just would love to hear what it means to you and how it has impacted your life I know you've kind of touched on it already but if there's anything else that you'd like to add um yeah I I think the spirit of Elijah like I I don't think I really understood it until I started working on the cookbook and Mm -hmm. throughout the whole process there was like I kind of mentioned before a really optimistic like a hopeful happy 
I, I think optimistic, enthusiastic is the only way I can describe it. But I felt like this draw the whole time. And it mm-hmm. wasn't from me because it was such a big project that I, if it was just me, I would have ditched it so many times because it was really <laughs> uh-huh. this optimistic. And all of my cousins said the same thing. There was something that kept drawing us forward in the project. Yeah. You want to know what's crazy is we went on Pioneer Trek like a year ago. It was family trek with my kids, with my parents' ward. And um, if you're not a member of the LDS Church, it's just when you go and kind of reenact some of the Pioneer experience, pull handcarts for a long time and mm-hmm. hear inspiring stories. But um, the funniest thing, so we were up at Martin's Cove, which is where the Pioneers actually were and where many of them died. And... I felt the same exact spirit. It, it was, mm. you know, there was a good year in between those two experiences. And I was like, I recognize this feeling. Like it's the same feeling I had when I was working on the cookbook. So I feel like, holy cow, like that is the spirit of Elijah, that inspiring, optimistic feeling that, mm-hmm. that just makes you, would you agree I would. I I love how you describe that because I don't think I've ever necessarily said it like that before. Hmm. But now that you say it, I think that's exactly what it is. And I think that it is really, you know, just kind of like with this podcast, I've just felt really inspired to do this. And I feel the same way, like encouraged. There's been lots of times where I easily could have given up because it's been way more work than I thought it would be. Right. But but there's been other projects too where I'm working on, you know, capturing, preserving memories of my ancestors. And I think the same thing. I've just had this encouraging spirit to keep going because this is something that's really important and probably more, you know, just it'll bless more lives than I even can comprehend right now. So it's so true. It, yeah, it just something draws you forward and it makes you so happy. And Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you're getting the better end of the deal because yes, <laughs> that's awesome. I seriously wouldn't have like, yeah. And I've heard other, and even like going to Roots Tech, same feeling. Like mm-hmm. you enter like the expo hall and it's like just this happy, optimistic feeling. And I, and I think that's the spirit of Elijah. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much, Kirsten, for coming on the show. It has been such a treat to talk to you and hear a little bit more about what you do. So thank you again. Well, thank you. That was so fun. You guys, thanks so much for being here. It means the world to me to be able to share my passion for family history work with all of you. If you haven't done so yet, feel free to leave me a review on iTunes. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Family History Modernized. If you want to shoot me an email, you can do that at familyhistorymodernized at gmail.com. I'd love to hear how you are getting fired up about family history work. See you next week.